it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Shackles Are Off podcast. And we had to do a podcast today, didn't we, Chris? Because what an awesome, awesome morning to be an England cricket fan. And you had it on in the office, didn't you, at Barmy Army HQ? I'd have loved to have been there with you. I bet the scenes were, um, well, probably not as good as they were at the SCG. But what an amazing moment that was. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just um, blew them away completely. I don't think anyone expected as much of a thrashing as what India received. It's classic England, isn't it? Um, just keep your hopes low in the group stages, struggle to get past um, some very average teams and then blow one of the best teams in the world away. It's just textbook England. Um, yeah, what an amazing start. The, the Barmy Army office was bouncing this morning. Another world-class party um, at HQ. Um, there was a lot of envious people there watching the uh, Barmy Army people that have travelled over to support the team but also the, the uh, supporters groups that are based there it was yeah I was a little bit envious to be honest um, <laughs> watching on the TV but you can't you can't be everywhere bud no you're right you're absolutely right at one stage I was thinking Virat Kohli going along so nicely gets to 50 and obviously I'm just thinking it's going to be another one of those remarkable Virat Kohli-esque kind of performances he gets out and then they just kind of struggled a little bit after that. But still, that total was one of those, wasn't it? It was like, well, that's competitive. That's all right. England might, you know, if they don't get off to a good start and all that. Five overs in, it was almost never in doubt, was it? And you still never know with England that there's going to be some massive collapse and it's all going to go to, to complete part. But on the flip side of that, you feel so comfortable with, with Butler and Hales, don't you? You feel like... They've done it so many times and so often in white ball cricket, in T20 franchise cricket. They, they've got such a cool temperament as well. The way that Hale spoke after 
the quarterfinal, um, after, well, I say the quarterfinal, it effectively was a quarterfinal win, wasn't it, last weekend? Um, in the last match of the group stage, the way he spoke after that was so, I don't know, he just, he spoke like a proper, like a, like a real thinker, um, which was quite amusing when he was stood next to Owen Morgan, who I previously thought was one of the best thinkers in world cricket, but astonishing, astonishing. And, and actually, Pakistan, look, they've got some real players in their team and obviously one, one game it can go either way, can't it, on Sunday. But they've got to be looking at that England innings, you know, 16 overs, 170 without loss and just thinking... I don't really know what we're going to do here. And then actually, if you look at what was to come, had England lost a wicket, he's got Salt, Stokes, Brooke, Livingston, Moen Ali, Curran, Wokes, Jordan and Rashid, who can all add runs and at a fair rate as well. So it's just, it's it's amazing, really. It It is. And you go back to the Coley point and... I think he's just like, for some reason, England fans really dislike him. I, I actually rate him. I think he's an incredible player, talent, mm. and the arrogance is deserved. However, I even got a text off my mum this morning saying, is Coley out yet? Because she wasn't watching for whatever reason. But she, all she was bothered about was whether or not Coley was out. And I was like, people just hate Coley. I walked in the office a few days ago, spoke to our social media manager. Said, what's what's our relationship like on social with Coley now? He said, well, he blocked us on Instagram about a month ago. I was like, right, okay. Um, yeah. Keep up the good work. You're joking. Did he <laughs> I, I, really? I didn't, I didn't really say that because I don't think we should be getting blocked <laughs> by uh, professional players. But um, he, he obviously didn't like the um, the duck graphic when he was going through a bit of a rough patch. Mm. That um, was one of Chuck's favourites. Uh, but now, uh, <laughs> back on to England, like you said about the strength and depth, it is remarkable. You think Mark Wood, arguably the fastest bowler in the world, we lose him and in comes Chris Jordan, one of the best death bowlers in the world. Um, when India were firing today, I, I thought they bowled really well. Like throughout the bowling performance was outstanding. Um, there was a lot of the commentary team talking it up, getting to the par score, getting to a par score. Um, I think T20, par scores in T20s is just pretty useless stat because mm. it's so it's so much on the, the teams, the conditions, the bowling, um, the which, which way the wind's blowing on that day. It's, it is really down to the day and, um, I think if England about a first, they'd be talking about a 200 plus pass score. So it's um, it was one of those games, just a remarkable, remarkable game to watch. Well, I, what I really liked Ian Ward asked Hales um, after that Sri Lanka game, just saying, you know, w- when you're batting, when you're at the crease, what you do, and you're setting yourself mini targets, and that's something that as kids you coach to do, isn't it? If you're batting and you're out in the middle, just try and, you know, if, if you're up against it under the pump, just try and get another five, try and get another 10, et cetera. And he said it just so matter-of-factly, and this is what I loved. He said, I try not to set targets because then that almost feels like there's a ceiling on it. And I was like, that's actually such a really cool way of looking at it. And when he said that, both Morgan and Ian Ward kind of looked at him and were like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Makes it makes a lot of sense. And that's somebody who's played a lot of franchise cricket, a lot of T20 cricket, knows his stuff and backs himself more to the point. And I think actually it's just um, they're hitting all the all the right sort of notes at the right time aren't they it's amazing absolutely yeah. amazing what i also want to t- say talking of um, the Valmy army social media which is hilarious i've had a good old little read in the last couple of hours before i spoke to you mate about um <laughs> some of the comments and people kicking off of the indian fans not really liking the sort of antagonistic uh comments from some of the england fans on there it's very amusing if you get five minutes go and have a look um but the the greenwood um, sports bar thing which you posted when was that a week ago and that was getting a bit yeah. of uh, flack wasn't it saying oh World Cup watch along etc 
No, World Cup final watch along, James. World, World, World Cup, Cup final watch along. Yeah, not semi final. Not trying to predict which you know which semi we were in today or yesterday, <laughs> but indeed the World Cup final watch along. A lot of people saying, "Well, that's good because it's going to be India Pakistan or it's going to be India New Zealand, etc." No, no, no. Well done, by the way. Well done for backing yourselves on that. I can't believe people actually questioned whether or not we would get there. It was like <laughs> we, we didn't even consider that in the office. It was just assumed that that would happen on that day. And yeah, we've got to put an event on for it for like-minded people. Tickets are flying as we make this podcast at 10 to 3 on uh, Thursday. Um, tickets are flying out the door, so be sure to come along and join us on that Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be a trumpeter there. There'll be merchandise flying around. Um, it's a no-brainer to be there if you're an England fan and you're in and around the London area. An absolute no-brainer. Um, one thing just to reflect on, I, again, when I walked in today, um, one of Harry, our marketing guy, said to me, Owen Morgan has been stifling English cricket, English white ball cricket for the last five, ten years. And I was like, no, you can't say that about Owen Morgan. And I thought, actually, you know what? Alex Hales in that World Cup squad, Alex Hales in the T20 team, maybe, just maybe, we'd have all had an early finish at Lords, and there would be no need for a Super Over. <laughs> you do raise a good point. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He's been unbelievable, Hales. Remember, he got that, he broke the world record at Trent Bridge. Remember that? That was unbelievable. He's had some fantastic moments in England shirt. With that, mm. with that Owen Morgan decision, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard because he, he's obviously, you know, had been in trouble not just once, not just twice, but three times. And I think that Owen Morgan, a principled guy, thought of as probably one of the best England captains ever. In any form, you know what? You know what, Greggy? I would have never put you on the side of sensible. Like, no, like I'm you, not. You I... say, you say, Hales has done wrong three times. Jesus, <laughs> Harry, Harry Booker, <laughs> Harry Potter anthology for your mistakes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not opening the batting for England, nor nor will I ever will be. So you know, there you go. I'm not on the side of either. It's, it's an interesting one because I I think every England fan, if you're honest with yourself and you're listening to this, you have asked yourself that question, haven't you, at some point? You've sat there and you've gone, oh, would it be different if Hales was playing today? Last year, I certainly thought that in the UAE. I certainly thought that. I thought, could we have done with an Alex Hales here in, in this World Cup? You know, losing. I guess we've had Johnny, haven't we? Like, look, Johnny's been unbelievable in an England shirt for so long. So can't have your cake and eat it, can you? No. And then Jay Roy has obviously been, you know, a mainstay as well up until kind of recently in, in, in all the white ball formats. So you don't know, do you? It doesn't matter. No. Because he's going to be powering his no. World Cup glory in front of uh, all the England fans at the Greenwood Sports Bar on Sunday and obviously so, around the world as well. Yeah. When we win this, Greggy, it'll be the, all we need now is a World Test Championship. Yeah, that's right. Job yeah. done. Yeah, then it's the full clean sweep, isn't it? It's hey. a treble. They'll be calling um, they'll be calling the ECB guys uh, the new Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, the classic. Who, who else won the treble? Yeah, yeah, just anyway, just just Man United ninety nine. I think 
and, <laughs> and, and probably sit when they on for some kind of quadruple and it sods yeah. whatever load of rubbish whatever um that is that is an awesome event I'll, i will also testify to that we had a couple of world cup watch alongs didn't we we had an ashes watch along as well there last year which was amazing at the greenwood sports bar great venue it'll be absolutely rocking people coming from all corners of the uk like-minded folk as well it's a brilliant venue um, and also, just a reminder, Sixers, uh, we bang on about Sixers and all the podcasts, but brilliant cricket environment. Get yourself down to uh, your local Sixers if you can, because that is one of the best places to watch it. And obviously that World Cup final will be there on Sunday morning, 8 o'clock UK time, folks. So get those alarms set nice and early. Don't be doing anything daft Saturday night because you want to be up fresh and ready uh, to watch England on Sunday morning. Bring the World Cup home. Um, what's, that- your, um, what's your prediction? Uh, England comfortable. I mean, it all obviously all depends on who wins the toss, but England comfortable. Not not comfortable. not even an issue. Nah, not a problem. Not a problem. I think I think they've had that T Twenty series with kind of that second string, um, in Pakistan. They had that decent little mini series warming up with Australia, where they were kind of just trying to hit the right strap. Some of the players were just sort of dusting off the cobwebs. World Cups, obviously, a different kettle of fish completely. A couple of washouts. And then actually when it's mattered, England are right up against it. I know the weather's, there's going to be some weather around on Sundays and so we might actually be uh, talking about reserve days and all that kind of stuff. I hope not, for goodness sake. I hope we do see just a normal un- uninterrupted final, um, whatever day they end up playing it on. But uh, <laughs> Oh, here we go. I know. Anyway, see, we're not going the green down this... on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monday morning. That'll be a popular one. <laughs> Working from home the bosses yeah brilliant uh, well we'll see we'll see um so yeah there we go we will obviously be recapping whether england you know win or lose on that and um we actually also have a little bit of a bonus guest for you it's been the launch of the ace program we've uh we're going to be hearing from several of the ace ambas- ambassadors over the coming weeks aren't we chris and um it's uh it's just launching this week great time to launch it and actually, neither you or I were around or were available to speak to Ebony Rainford Brent. I'm a big fan of Ebony Rainford Brent on on the. Commentary. I was, mate. I spoke to her. You spoke to her. Yeah, I thought it was Chuck who spoke to her. No, 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 it was me. Oh, there we go. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you were around to do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> memorable. Excellent. No, well, I've not, mate. I've not listened to it yet. I'm looking forward to listening to it. I would have had oh, a bit good. of a surprise if you had not said anything. Uh, I'll let it, you off. All right, fine. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, I'm going to... Well, everyone can settle in. I'm going to settle in now. Um, And we're going to listen to Ebony Rainford-Brent on the Shackles Are Off podcast. In the meantime, Chris, I want your prediction, your big Barmy Army prediction, and then we're going to get into it. I think England will win by five wickets. I think it's a World Cup final. It's going to be closer than the semi, Um, but I still think England will win comfortably. I think... I really think we are comfortably the best team in the tournament. Like you look at the reserve players we've got and the all-round unit, I don't think there's anyone better than us in the tournament. And I think the right winner will win on the day. There we have it. Chris Millard from the Barmy Army. That's his prediction. You've heard my prediction. Easy England win. Get yours in. We want to know on social media. By Sunday morning, hopefully, we will have the answer. Uh, We're looking forward to seeing you at Greenwood Sports Bar. Get involved on all the socials and settle in for the remainder of today's Shackles Are Off podcast with Ebony Rainford-Brent.
Thank you so much for joining us on the Shackles Are Off podcast. Um, we know you're a supporter of the Barmy Army and you follow what we do and you're a big fan of what we do, so thank you for that. But um, what, are, what are you up to at the minute? It's obviously winter at the minute. Can you give the listeners a taste for what you're up to? Yeah, well, the winter is cold. I mean, I have to be honest, I much prefer the cricket summer when it's all happening, the action's happening, um, and also the summer parties are happening. But um, yeah, winter time's a little bit different for me. I, I sometimes go away for tours, so I'm not going to go away till the Women's World T20 in February. Um, so I have to brave this winter for a while as we start getting there. Um, but in terms of other stuff, there's a lot of work to do in terms of A stuff. I'm doing supporting the charity. We're expanding into six cities, so work there. Um, I'm doing a lot of work with Surrey County Cricket Club, so I still sit on the board there. And, um, you know, we're, we've got a Culture of Values board and we're looking at all sorts of different things across the club and making a difference. So, um, yeah, still keeping busy. Um, definitely, i tell you what I do get a bit more time for is a bit of golf, though. Um, yeah. Golf is not great, but that's what I try and sneak in a, a bit of winter golf as well. There we go. We've got a Cricket Legends Golf Day coming up, so we're going to have to get you down to that. All event. right, I'll start practicing. <laughs> very good, very good. And you just mentioned Ace there. Can you give our listeners a flavour for what Ace is all about? Yeah, definitely. Well, look, you guys are cricket fans, which I know, and I think people who have been watching the game for a long time, and you would have seen generations, let's say 70s, 80s, 90s, um, Obviously, the West Indies were a great team. You've seen a lot of black players. Um, then you would have seen the generation, maybe the first generation of players like Devon Malcolm, who came over at a young age, Roland Butcher, all these sort of guys came through. And then we had, a, I would say, a golden era of um, cricket for you know the black community in England. And you think of players like Dean Headley, uh, yeah. maybe Alex Tudor was towards the end of that. But actually what's happened is black professional players have dropped off a cliff. Um, and it's not just the black players, actually. I think generally lower socioeconomic groups because of the way our sport is structured sometimes don't get as much access, especially in the inner cities. Yeah. So we set up ACE really just to try and reverse that. We wanted to find any players out there who have talent and support them into the county structure. And then hopefully they kick on. So we're seeing lots of young players getting chances in uh, county cricket, met boys and girls, and we, we're in six cities and we're linked to all the county boards. So hopefully just in five to 10 years, we just don't see that trend happening. And then hopefully everything should stabilize and ACE won't be needed anymore. Fabulous. Great, great to give the listeners a feel for that. Now at the Barmy Army, we will, as, as you know, Benny, as we know, we, we will be partnering together mm. for, um, next year, which is very exciting um, to try and give a little bit back from, from the stands, if we can, to the ACE program. We've got a lot planned, which our listeners will get to know about over the course of the coming months. Um, but we actually had Joffre on the podcast the other episode, and he, mm -hmm. he mentioned the, the fact that how accessible cricket is, especially in areas in central London, and mm -hmm. I guess you started it at the Oval, and um, how big is that issue from a wider mm. perspective? It, it, it's it's a really, really difficult sport to get into if, you, if you're from central London, isn't it? Yeah, 100 So you take the Oval cricket ground. I grew up, and I grew up down the road from the Oval, but... This is one of the major stadiums in the world, but there's no junior cricket club in the whole borough. So um, you think about the amount of people in South London, the potential. So what ends up happening is that even if you get an opportunity to play cricket at school, which sometimes you get, you know, some good programs that come in six weeks or so. If you actually want to join a cricket club, you've got to travel a long way. There isn't the infrastructure needed to really um, develop. And then obviously as well, we know cricket can add up in terms of all the different kit and travel. 
And if you haven't got the money, then you haven't got the ability to to reduce those barriers. So, you know, for me, I got lucky. I had a late, amazing lady called Jenny Washtrack. My mum was single parent, four kids. It was a lot of stress. But Jenny used to pick me up, take me to all the games and travel. She got me scholarships. She did everything you needed to break that barrier. But, um, you know, that's she had to do a lot of work and she did it for from the age of me from about 12 to 18. Um, and so, you know, it is, it's tough work. And, um, I think, you know, it depends actually regionally, it's different. You know, you look in the North and they have a, you know, there's more clubs, um, it's a little bit more working class, um, tests. And so I do think you see in different pockets of the country, different challenges, but there's no doubt some of the big cities where it's hard to get that infrastructure into those communities, it's hard, but it's, it's, it's doable. I think what it means is cricket just has to create bespoke programs to get into these communities and make sure we join all those dots up. Great, Theo. We've got some fantastic ambassadors at the ACE programme. We've spoken mm. to Joffre already, Chris Jordan, yourself, Sevier Dunkley. How, how important is it for young people to have people to look mm. up to in the game? Yeah, it's so massive, isn't it? Um, and first of all, uh, you met, touched on it a moment ago. I have to say this. Thank you for your support, by the way. You guys, you know, you 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 are kind of one of the lights of the game from whenever I've been involved and I just see the energy you guys bring. Um, you know, you guys are ambassadors of the game in and of itself. Um, the energy that you and your community create. Um, so I just wanted to say to partner with you guys is amazing. Um, so thank you for that. And then in terms of, like you say, the visibility and ambassadors, having those big names, um, I guess it's, I'd throw it back to you guys or our listeners. When you were young, you would have had superheroes, right? And, you know, in football, I used to love looking at Robbie Fowler as a kid. Um, Denise Lewis was someone I looked to. And it's usually because you see something that you relate in that person. That's what it is. They, they're, maybe they're from where you're from, or maybe they look like how you look, or maybe they've been through something you've been through. Um, and I know I've just always had my, you know, you go to's. And so to see players like Joff and CJ and Sophia, um, we know that a lot of our kids from that community who might not see too many people from the black British community around, they will see them and look up to them. And it's not just, you know, the kids from that background, loads of kids are seeing them as their superheroes, but what it just means is there's one more bit of relatability that when you see your, your go-to hero, you're like, yeah, that is wicked. And you know, the moment I knew as well that, um, we wanted to launch ACE, you know, the interesting thing is it was watching Joff bowl to Steve Smith at Lords. And I'm sure you all remember him whacking him in the head. And I just thought, we want more Joffreys, you know, we want them coming from all over British culture. We know that the, the, the kids are there and he and Chris Jordan, they're going to be there, like hopefully taking out the next Steve Smith in another decade. So I just, that was the moment I thought we need Ace. It was when I saw him do that. And you've, you've obviously had um, a lot of uh, support and, and a lot of uh, representation from the cricket public. So there's definitely um an opportunity to grow this and there's obviously a need for it as well and you, you spoke about expansion and mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about that what the plan is for expansion how are you going to go about that yeah definitely so um sport england came in and they were amazing early on they gave us over half a million um over three year period and that allowed us to get chevy our main man in place um coaches start the academy and start to build and we started in london bristol birmingham and those were all, all with the counties of surrey Gloucestershire and Warwickshire. Um, and then once we saw results, ECB were like, okay, we're with you, we're on this. Um, and they've come in to fund Manchester, uh, Leeds and uh, Sheffield as well. So, um, and Nottingham. So yeah, so we're going 
up north and basically i mean because also ace even though we're targeting the black british community it's worth saying that our tagline is supporting diverse talent from the grassroots to the elite so we go into areas where we know we're going to get a high take up of that community but we bring everybody through so um, you know, whoever is in that community, we're making sure that they get a chance. Um, and so even if you see our academy, you'll see obviously a high number of kids that we've inspired from the black British community to follow up, but you'll see kids from all different backgrounds. Um, and I think it's important as well that we focus on just understanding that the socioeconomic barriers. So now we've gone up north, it's going great. I tell you what's getting interesting is, um, because the, each city is starting to get stronger, they're wanting to play each other and everybody's wanting to take each other yeah. out. So next year we're planning on having like the cities taking on each other um, as well. I think that's when it gets spicy because, you know, not only are these kids good enough now to start getting into counties and we're seeing um, a lot of uptake actually into the pathway. Um, but also when it gets spicy is when one London wants to beat Manchester, who wants to beat <laughs> Bristol, um, it gets fun. So, yeah, I hope that, you know, not only what we're doing, but the support you guys are going to offer, you know, we could see a pro in five to 10 years. We just had Davina who we support. She was already on her cricket journey, but we did a lot of mentoring and support with her. She just got a professional contract with the central sparks and she was part of the hundred. Um, Amazing. and you know, the, the work that we're going to do and some of the things that we're going to do, you know, we could, you could end up supporting us to support someone who ends up becoming a pro, you know, that's very possible in the next few years. So it's exciting to see genuine talent that's going to get an access and opportunity. I was just going to quickly jump in. Mm -hmm. uh, Joffre said something quite interesting actually about he wants Ace to be around in a hundred years time. Oh, wow. Bit of an extension on Chris's question there. Uh -huh. What do you think, Ace looks like in a hundred years time? That's a really good question. Do you know what we've, I mean, I love what Joff just said, cause he's a legend and he's, um, he's proper inspired our kids and, you know, and him actually it's worth saying as well, those guys help behind the camera. So, you know, sometimes, you know, someone just turns up as an ambassador. These guys, I remember just um, in the summer, uh, the kids were down at Dulwich and I saw some texts on a WhatsApp and there was someone in like a little beanie hat, just like with no gear or nothing. And it was Chris Jordan and he's just mm. rocked up quietly under the radar to come and help so these guys genuinely like they're putting in they're helping out they're supporting behind the scenes um but where are we well it's interesting because myself and chevy and and our guys are thinking if we get our job done we shouldn't be needed in five to ten years so we're kind of going i hope we're not needed let's try and make sure the system is kind of supercharged and get out however i think what will end up happening is we'll have different parts of the, the, the problems to solve. So yeah. right now we're just trying to solve that little bit between you get the opportunity at school, but you need to get in the county system and you really need someone to help you get everything you need, kit, travel, training to get into the county system. But hopefully once you're in, you're good, but that's the barrier we're trying to sort of solve. But what we started to learn is there's a lot more issues of diversity with coaches, people in the media, we want to see more diverse voices, female engagement. So there are more issues. And I think what will end up happening is we might solve one bit and then Ace will evolve to solve the next bit for the game um, and the next bit. Um, the other thing I would say though, is if we do start seeing a lot of Ace players come through, like, you know, in five to 10 years, we're churning out players. I guess we'll just double down, right? We'll just be like, yeah. hold on, there's more talent. Let's go and get some more kids. Um, so, you know, if it is working, then I suppose we have to make sure we double down. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it keeps working, but it is really going well at the moment. Ebony, I'm 
born and bred from Sheffield and oh I've yeah been playing cricket for many years so I'm so delighted you just said Sheffield I, there's a very famous club in Sheffield called Sheffield Caribbean Cricket Club yeah. and they've got a great facility great ground really good ethos and sadly over the last 10 years it, mm. we have seen a decline there's, there's less players there's less participants the ground's now hired out on a Sunday for fixtures it's not used uh, as it used to be used when I started 10, 15 years ago. So it, I'm delighted you said that personally. Mm. Um, it, it improves everything you do in the city. You get more diversity within the game. And is that part of the base plan to really get into these core communities within mm. these cities and, and try and have that real impact? Yeah, massively. So, I mean, the club you just mentioned there is one that I know the team have already tapped up and started to connect with. And one thing we noticed, actually, and this is very different for different communities but actually the black british clubs that were established let's say 60s 70s often ended up being wandering clubs or struggled to get the infrastructure or that you know the own the land or the leases etc and then over time a lot of these clubs have struggled and then maybe not having the infrastructure neither they haven't been able to build the junior junior section you know you go to a good club like i grew up and i played a lot of shepparton or i go down to a club like spencer which is in south london and they have you know the under five under fives under six up to everybody you got a million teams yeah. you've got people at the bar uh, money's coming into the club and you've built that infrastructure but without like a real home or the investment needed to build that it's been quite hard so a lot of the clubs have uh not really um been able to establish it's something that we're conscious of what we've done for example down in in london um this year and you mostly could talk to chevy a little bit more about the detail but some of those clubs were struggling to get fixtures and good quality grounds so we worked with the foundation and surrey county cricket club to get them more access to good pitches good infrastructure we actually put our ace team in their league as well and they got to the semi-finals and then got beat and i have to say i thought the old boys would take it easy on the kids they didn't they they were trying to rough them up it was it got spicy and quite quite uh tight when it got to semi-finals but i think a key point of ace there was just trying to support those clubs to get access to good pitches good infrastructure um it needs a lot of money though if i'm being honest that's the sort of thing you know you need real investment to come in um from the tep end and i know ecb have put some money into some key areas um but it needs clubs to be able to have real homes that they can build around um or a bit like sheffield and i think hansworth in birmingham's like that ones where they have an infrastructure you just got to rebuild it and yeah. get it really strong yeah fantastic ebony before we let you go you did mention the women's t20 world cup next mm. year mm. exciting time for the women's game for women's sport as a whole yeah. it seems to be on the crest of a wave um, we're hoping to get out there as the Barmy Army over to South Africa for it. Are you looking forward to it? You excited? Yeah, massive. Well, first of all, I'm not going to lie. I am jealous. If my career had been five years earlier, I might have still been playing and tried <laughs> to get on these hundred contracts, travel <laughs> around the world. I might have got a car deal, some Sonny's deal. But unfortunately, um, I missed out and I missed the boat. Um, but luckily I get a chance to commentate on it um, and see a lot of the girls come through. The, the women's game is just, it's crazy how far it's grown. And I think the hundred is maybe a real milestone to see how important it is to the hundred and people are coming down, not to just support you know, the men's side, it's genuinely men and women's engagement. Um, a lot of players now are household names. In our generation, people hardly knew anybody but say Charlotte Edwards. But now you can name Nat Sivers, Sophia Dunkley, you know, the list goes on. Um, and overseas players, Meg Lat, you know, the, the, the awareness is there. Um, I just want to see it grow from strength to strength. I think the one thing I really want to see at the moment is England take down the Aussies. I feel like we're like 95% 
there and we just we just in those key moments we just got to knock them off the Aussies have just um they've just got the I think the mental edge on us at the moment um I wouldn't say the the, the technical edge or the tactical edge but I just think they've got the mental edge so that's what I want to see in South Africa actually because I think that also you know if England win that T20 again going into the summer of the 100 it will really kind of accelerate again that narrative of the girls keep winning and they're doing well so that's what that's what I want to see but yeah uh, hopefully I'll see you guys I think South Africa will be pretty nice at that time of year as well maybe maybe I might see you on a wine tour or something um, with some of the Barmy Army guys love to Ebony thank you so much for coming on the shackles are off and look forward to um, seeing you on the television screen this winter amazing thanks so much guys have a great one with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com Chevy, leader of the ACE programme, welcome to the Shackles Roth podcast. Thank you so much for giving up your time. Just really want to get a, a feel and a flavour for what it, what it, what's it like to be running the ACE programme, first of all, but then secondly, like you're making a difference in sport, in cricket. You've got a really special job and it seems like you're doing a really good job. So what's that like? You enjoying it? Thank you. Um, yeah, no, definitely enjoying it. Um, worked in a few different roles in cricket, and this is definitely uh, the best one so far. And uh, having having Ebbs and the boss is not too bad either. It kind of lets you um, kind of get lets you do your thing, but she does crack the whip every now and then. But you know, she kind of gives you a bit of a uh, rein to kind of make it your own. And uh, definitely, these last couple of years now, um, literally just yeah, two years as an independent charity, leading leading it from the front is has been amazing. It's been great, great fun. Got to meet Chuck as well. That was that was a great experience with the Grenada team. So um, that was all fun and games. Thank you. <laughs> you got you got to stop rub, rubbing his ego, Chevy. He's, he's <laughs> you need to put him down a peg or two. Come on. Um, so, so Chevy, what? Talk me through, like, what do you do leading ace? Obviously, there's, there's so much to do. There's so much to tackle. Ebony's spoken really well about the expansion of the programme. You're the man that has to do the work. Like, how do you go about that? And have you got key contacts and are you working with key partners? What 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 do you do? What's that like? Yeah, a lot of um, spinning plates. Um, as, as a director of programmes, I, I kind of oversee literally everything. And uh, that's from the coaching session to the expansion as you mentioned um just earlier today uh, we we're looking at expanding our schools program so it's kind of a lot of things kind of fall to me and we've got a small team but now as the team's growing can start um, delegating a little bit more uh but it's, it's good finding like stuff like you, you touched on there with the expansion as i kind of came on talking with um about sheffield you know a place close to your heart um it's exciting working with sheffield caribbean and, and with yorkshire and the investment that's gone into there that as a as a county they were going to have an office on site there you know that, that so yorkshire's going to have an office on site that the ace development officer and another program that lord do wickets um out of there will have an office outside based 
from Sheffield Caribbean Cricket Club. So oh, it's all those kind of things that are exciting. You know, it's not just a case of trying to get more players um, into counties as much as we can. We want to do that, but help trying to build the game and influence the game as much as we can with with encouraging that influence to support a club that's been around a long time that has fallen away but if we can use our influence to help and you know that starts with the person um, who I, I believe is affiliated to the club um, who's going to be starting there later this month you know being based out of that makes a big transition that you can help and then you can introduce a lot of those national programs you can start to re-engage the community and, and re-engage the area and get more people playing and you can do the, the all-star dynamos and build stuff that that all the other club, cricket clubs can do and that, that do they do successfully in the area and, and other parts so yeah, it's just trying to, I guess, shape everything together. So trying to get kids <laughs> deals and 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 into into counties and um as well as trying to get them jobs. You know, we put people on courses. Now one of the one of the proudest things, we've got people that work back for us coaching on our program in our schools hubs and our community hub program. You know, some work at the club shop, uh, at the oval, you know, ticket office. So it is more around it just than just the playing side. A lot of people just see aces. They're playing games and they're playing matches, but there's a lot more that goes in behind it. And yeah, just trying to to influence English cricket as much as we can. Fantastic to hear. And for, for people listening, Chevy, and people that are sat home or maybe in the car wanting to explore Ace a little bit more or maybe even look to support Ace, we spoke to Ebony about the support that we're going to be offering as the Barmy Army. But can how can people get involved with Ace? How, how can people find out more and, and get involved? Yeah, they can um, check check our socials. You know, it's predominantly all the kind of at Ace program um, on Instagram, so um, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and you know we've got our website as well. And um, yeah, any support in terms of whether it's from volunteering, fundraising, um, we, we welcome all kind of of support that can kind of help us grow. And 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 the more the more I guess we're reliant on funding. So the more kind of ways we can raise funds, the more players we can uh, attract to the game and, and hopefully be a long lifelong fan of the game. Fantastic to hear. Um, Barmy Army, we are going to be supporting Ace um, throughout the year next year and, and hopefully beyond that. Um, we're actually going to be together working to try and send a player to a high performance academy um, overseas in Australia for the end of 2023. Um, we're going to be doing a lot with with you guys, Chevy, as we've touched on. Um, but for all those people wanting to to do something now, is there anything going on this winter? Is there anything going on this Christmas? What what could they get involved in? Yeah, we uh, trainings. We've got a lot of training sessions started. Um, you know, at London. We've got our London based training. Bristol and Birmingham. Everyone's kind of got involved. Um, we're looking to have an impact launch. You know, uh, event for the for the, the program and and the, and the young people. So there's always stuff going on that people can get involved in um, at different levels. So we welcome them all and, you know, excited to see what we can do with the Barmy Army and exactly, you know, if there's any Barmy Army members that want to, you know, get involved throughout the year from now, you know, even before the relationship grows and starts, um, yeah, looking to to get love that support and excited to see where that can go. And, and particularly with that supporting a young player to go, you know, to a high performance academy abroad is is huge, is massive, is, is game changing. And, you know, that could be the next step, the next one percent that gets one of the players to the next level. Awesome. Chevy, thank you so much for coming on the Shackles Are Off podcast. Looking forward to working with you closely next year. Yeah, thank you. I'll be coming up to Sheffield, so definitely uh, reach out, mate. We'll, we'll have some fun. 100%, mate.
Social Podcast Network.